0: On today's episode of the Unveil podcast, Bryce Harris and I talk all about procrastination. What is it that makes you put those things off? Whether it's the little things or the big things, small everyday tasks or great big life goals, what is underneath it when we decide to delay? And we use this as a jumping off point to talk about habit formation. What makes us do those things that we don't really like ourselves for doing? What causes it? What creates it? And how do we change it? How do we show up more? How do we alter whether we want to move forward or whether we want to delay? This is a great episode to listen to, whether you're a procrastinator or you live with a procrastinator, or you just have a habit that you're not interested in keeping around anymore, but you don't quite know how to let it go. And listen up at the end, where we discuss the changes that are coming. Now the Unveil podcast is about to hit its six month anniversary. And yes, that means guests and the opportunity for you to be coached live on this podcast hello everyone
1: my name is brace harris
0: my name is victoria Fenton.
1: and we are
0: unveil
1: hello everyone happy monday welcome 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 we are so excited to have everyone here uh today we have decided to talk about something that i think pretty much affects well it, it's completely affected me my entire life uh and i'm sure um A lot of you out there will be able to resonate with the subject matter today. Um, We're going to be talking about procrastination, what that means for big goals, big dreams, small goals, small dreams, how to understand it, really understand what it is, where it may be coming from, how to move through it, uh, all the things – and i know this has been something in my life that i have always had a had a bit of a struggle with for my own unique reasons victoria have you uh moved through procrastination and Has it affected you or not?
0: It's not a me thing. So if you are someone who this isn't resonating for, bear in mind the way Unveil podcasts work. We're terrible at sticking to topic. So stay with us because we'll undoubtedly say something that's useful and relevant to you, even if procrastination (laughs) doesn't fall into your wheelhouse. Because as we do at Unveil, we're going to break this down into the core concepts of underlying uh, motivations behind what are behavior strategies and patterns. So even if procrastination isn't your strategy and pattern, you may absolutely find usefulness in what's underneath it. And actually, I really want to just start this by talking about human design types, because if you know your human design type, you might find that if you're a generator, you don't procrastinate because you're always doing in which I would say, are you actually doing the right thing? Are you doing something, but just procrastinating on the big thing or the big thing that you want to be doing? So The non-energy types are manifestors, projectors, reflectors. You might find that procrastination is a real theme for you because you actually just don't have the energy to do the thing you're trying to do. So there's that that we should just put out there as the kind of start point of number one. It's like procrastination is actively... It's an active process of trying to delay. It's not the passive process of not having the energy to do something. And procrastination mm. can look like doing everything other than the thing you're supposed to be doing as well for, for my generators who will have a naturally active doing life.
1: Got it. Yes, I am. Uh, I mean, and as you, as you said, procrastination is an active thing. Right. That completely resonated. And I'm really glad that you put it like that because it is a strategy that you're implementing to avoid something that may be uncomfortable. Um, And you may be wondering, our beautiful audience out there, you know, doing this thing would only improve my life. Doing this thing will get stuff done. Doing this thing can only cause or influence positive things in my life. And yet I continue to actively choose to do something else. And that is a very interesting dynamic that, that we get to move into.
0: Well, the interesting thing that that also causes is that, and as with all of these strategies, it's not just the strategy that you're Um, adopting or have adopted as a survival strategy, a safety strategy, and keep using that seems non-functional in your life right now. But whenever that strategy appears non-functional, you also combine that strategy with guilt and shame. And so what you've got when you're doing something that you know is not furthering your life in some way is you automatically add the guilt and the shame and the, you know, self-hatred into the mix. So these things that seem like strategies on the surface, and we actually say this in one of our modules in our course, it's like, this is not a problem until it's a problem. Like putting stuff off doesn't have to be a problem if you are one of those people who knows that you absolutely flow on the activity when you're in the zone and you're just waiting for flow state that's not procrastination that's just waiting for the right timing but there is that sense Mm. of whenever a habit or a pattern or a behavior and this is really key and again anyone who didn't switch off when they didn't resonate with procrastination and is here now this is what i mean about the unveil podcast because this is huge in terms of generally anything that is a strategy that has guilt associated with it so anything that you do that you don't like yourself for doing you know you can tell for a fact that that, that will be a habit or an adaptation strategy that you've adopted, that is something that you can do something about. It's not innate. It's not something that you have to resent about yourself. And again, workshop, this is literally the entire first day of our workshop, but it's yes. not something that you need to hate yourself for. It's something that you get to look at to understand, okay, I've got this behavior. I resent myself for doing this behavior. It doesn't feel right. I feel icky. Well, don't focus on all the feeling icky, just go, okay, that's time to explore the behavior. And so today we're focusing on the behavior of procrastination, but that's why all of the underlying reasons for procrastination could be whatever your behavior adaptation on the surface is. It's, it's They're all juicy layers underneath the what we do on the surface.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And I'm actually, so glad that
0: I'm sorry, I was just going to finish that. And uh, by the way, when we're doing on Zoom, there is a slight delay. So we do we are cutting across each other a little bit. And I apologize to our listeners for that. But we're still transatlantic because of the chaos with visas. So yay, happy days. Um mm.
1: <laughs>
0: but when you're um talking about I can't even remember what I was gonna say now. Um, but the guilt compounds everything. So the guilt is one of the reasons why people don't want to look at the procrastination because they feel guilty about it. So just wanted to add that into the avoidance of the looking at the avoiding behavior <laughs> it, like as we've said so many times human beings screw themselves up in so many ways
1: well I, and i think that's such a a wonderful first or an essential first step is the thing that you may feel is a problem and that you kind of have an angst toward i wish and and i'm again i can speak for myself like, I wish I wasn't like this. I hate this aspect of myself. Ah, what you get to do now, especially here with us as you're reflecting on everything, is you get to have a little bit more compassion for yourself and we are going to uh, kind of call that forward within you. It's like step out of the way that you're thinking about yourself. Have a little bit more compassion. For this, So that you may explore it with open eyes and not all these judgments coming into it. I think that is so essential when we're looking at how to improve our lives. This thing that you think is destroying your life is actually trying to protect you. So it's a great act of love for yourself from some part that you haven't explored so you don't understand it yet. So give yourself a break, take a deep breath, and let's explore this strategy that doesn't necessarily serve us any longer. It served us at some point in our life. Otherwise, it wouldn't be part of your behavior patterns now. Take that step back, give yourself some compassion, and now we get to go in and and you get to go with us on this journey and really start to look at what may be some of the underlying influences for this pattern. And you get to move through that and you get to transform and understand that this is not an end all be all. It's a a stepping stone toward a greater version of yourself. And now I will stop being all ooey gooey, love yourself. and And I'll let Uh, you know, pass the baton back to Victoria because she has a very keen understanding of this. So I encourage everyone to really pay attention to how she frames everything and it'll really help us understand.
0: And I love that you always make space for everyone to just take this journey without feeling fear or um, yeah, self judgment. There's no need for that. And I actually have just come up with the way I procrastinate as well. (laughs) <laughs> i do procrastinate mm. not in certain mm. areas but i have um big areas of wounding about digestion and anyone mm. who's listened or knows mm-hmm. stuff about me will know that i have had digestive issues and has spent a long time trying to resolve them they still come up and um it's interesting because i do procrastinate eating like it's the one thing i will absolutely put off until the last possible moment and that is a real key insight into procrastination. Sometimes you're procrastinating it because the thing that you're procrastinating is a zone of real fear for you. Everything else yep. we talk about in this podcast is not that it's easy shit that you should be able to do. But sometimes that procrastination is actually the precursor to the real fear trigger moment. And that is something where it's not so much about working on the procrastination, it's about seeing the procrastination as a symptom of that fear trigger and knowing that you probably need some expert support to deal and address, deal with and address that, that trauma trigger that you're, you're procrastinating in advance of meeting. And so that's just a caveat to put it out there. We don't ever want somebody to say, oh, the procrastination is the thing, we'll, have, we'll deal with the procrastination and suddenly you hit into your biggest trauma triggers. That's not the goal. Um, and you know, I'm working with a coach to deal with my own trauma triggers and, and that I used the procrastination as the signal that I need to go and do that rather than work on the procrastination itself. So just pop that one out there as a caveat first for people. Does that make sense, Brace? Have I made that make sense?
1: No, uh, absolutely. I think so. And, and I would like to even take it, I don't know, a step further is the right expression, but for those of you who are moving through anything in your life. And you're like, I will work on that later. I'll work on that someday. Uh, Like someday I will deal with that thing about myself that I know is there, but it's like, I've got all these other things to do. And we use all those other things as very good, very slick, clever justifications of how secondary that thing is not that that's what everyone does, but this is something that I did. And I mean, even seeking support and help, like uh, getting a coach, going to a therapist, like we put those things off because we're like, Oh, I need to get all this other stuff done. It's like, no, if you actually did that thing, all those other things would be so much easier to do. So, I also call forward everyone to really get honest with yourself. And, you know, we've talked about this several times on podcasts, just getting on with, honest with yourself in this and, and really being open to challenging uh, the ideas that are the default and, and saying, hey, I may not have been doing this right. Is that landing? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and also just whenever we say not right, it has been absolutely right for you to be doing what you've been doing up until this very point in your life. We totally accept that. And maybe it's now time to not be doing it that way anymore. You know, we're, it's very difficult to explain things when we're asked right. because we absolutely <laughs> accept every single thing that you've done to this very moment. All we offer mm-hmm. is invitations and opportunities to maybe think about things that might need to shift in your life, not from a place of correction, but from a place of evolution.
1: Yes. Thank you for clarifying. I appreciate that. Mm. Okay. So now
0: wow, for... that was a lot of preamble, <laughs> right?
1: Well, but I, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I think I like preamble, uh, you know, I think it was necessary totally. to get everyone's m- mindset in, in the right space for, for healing. And perhaps something is really going to shift and click during this podcast for you. So Here we go.
0: Yay. Right. And we want to talk about procrastination in two different ways today, because whilst the theme kind of onset may be similar, it's very useful to break this up a little bit. So there's procrastination when you're looking at big goals. So big dreams, taking on big steps, making big changes. That's one type of procrastination and and putting those things off might come from a slightly different route. And we'll talk about those second, but the procrastination of the little tasks is another interesting thing. So the procrastination of day-to-day stuff, the procrastination Mm -hmm. of household chores, the putting off of, you know, doing that admin thing that you really need to do. Um, I kind of want to roll that up into putting off important conversations as well, which is kind of the middle point. So Boring household like life stuff, life admin, step one, difficult conversations and procrastinating and putting those off, step two, and big goals, procrastination, step three. And I've just added a step that wasn't in our plan. So I'm just keeping Grace on his toes today.
1: (laughs) No, that's good. It's good. So (laughs) is that where you want to you want to start with uh I guess the smaller and then we'll move into the bigger?
0: Yeah, totally. So Beautiful. procrastination let's give us like give me a few examples of tasks that people might put off brace give me a give me the life map
1: okay so um i don't know uh, i'll just start throwing stuff out there so laundry uh house you know just taking care of household things it's like ugh, that the water faucet keeps leaking and everybody knows that a leaky faucet Actually costs you a lot of money, uh, but you just you're like ah oh, I've got so much other stuff. Or watching another episode of this show would be so much better as an escape from everything that I'm dealing with. I don't want to deal with the water faucet. Um, you know, taking care of your car, uh, making sure that um, you're getting prepped and ready for work. You know, if it's the weekend and, you know, you've got a big work week coming up and it's like, oh, I just want to enjoy my weekend as opposed to prep anything and get ready. I know I'm going to be maybe behind the eight ball a little bit on Monday, but it's like, oh, it's almost like the, the immediate satisfaction is more important than prepping for the the thing. And, or am I getting too kind of deep
0: well I mean, I, well I, to be honest i don't think that immediate satisfaction is ever very satisfactory when you know you're procrastinating i think there's that kind of i know i'm putting uh-huh. something off, so it's temporarily okay but you know that you're actually avoiding. <laughs> and i think it's interesting because you actually also touched on something that we didn't quite mention at the beginning but the ways people procrastinate are really interesting often it's up to a happier thing a thing that you'd prefer to do or it's complete escapism mm-hmm. so it's like you know watching that extra episode of netflix watching that extra movie or you know having an endless television or scrolling through instagram is a really like common one where people will procrastinate doing stuff by distraction um but yeah mm-hmm. so these like life tasks and again everything subdivides so i'd like to break those life tasks up even further um because there's some stuff that everyone can do and they're just putting off and then there's some stuff that some people can't do and i want to do the can't do first because the reason to procrastinate there is slightly different to the the stuff that you can do so when i look at anyone procrastinating against like maintaining the car and fixing the water faucet there's two elements to this <laughs> One, can you, and if you can't, it means you need to ask for help. And if you need to ask for help, what do you make that mean about you? Because you can't do a task that you perhaps should do. And then Mm. three, do you have the person that you could ask? And all of these might make you procrastinate the actual thing. Um, And it's very much a case of when it's a practical task that you don't know how to do, the procrastination creeps in when you feel like you should, like you feel like you shouldn't know how to do the thing. So you can't really ask someone to help you because you then would have to admit that you can't and you don't know how. So you have to get over that shame of, you know, not feeling confident yeah, what, and capable.
1: Uh-huh. What is right. that admi- admission of, I can't mean, you're yeah. like, what are you making that mean about you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the other thing of like, you know, cause I use you a lot when I'm out in LA to do bloke task things. Like we have literally driven around LA trying to find, uh, things for tire pressure because I don't want to do it on my own because this is a bloke job and I know that's very gender normative but what I really mean by that is I find that shit stressful I actually find it actively difficult to do some of the manual practical stuff and if I had a leaky faucet I wouldn't be trying to fix it because I know I'd mess it up so I'd ask somebody to do it for me brace so there's there's that element of um division of labor stuff but sometimes people and i don't have any problem now asking particularly brace when i'm out in la to do stuff for me like i really don't have a problem going we're doing this today because i don't want to do it on my own um and we do do that stuff because i don't make it mean anything about me that i can't do it on my own um but if you have a, com- a complexity of asking for what you need one go back to last week's podcast <laughs> but two yes. It, it doesn't mean anything about you that you don't have the skill. If you feel you should have the skill, learn the skill. Ask someone to teach you the skill. There's no shame if you're X age and you should know the skill and you don't know it. But it's there's this task competency thing where people avoid a topic because they feel not competent in that area. Key ones here, finances, because people feel like they don't know how to do it. So they'll just avoid it rather than having the conversation, having the difficult conversation mechanics, plumbing, electrics, you know, household, like, maintenance stuff, Um, Mm -hmm. because, like, I mean, I'm still of the generation where, theoretically, you should know how to change a fuse in a plug, and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I do know how to do that, but so uh, there's all of those kinds of things and that this is very menial but actually it can get to being really quite serious you can put off major house renovations because you're worried about what people might think if you're not able to do stuff so it's interesting when you get into this kind of world but I think it's more interesting when you go into the stuff that you should know how to do like laundry and doing the dishes um, and you know tidying up and making sure your house is clean and Whatever, that's stuff that isn't necessarily gender normative, although men might disagree, but I'd have something to say if they did. (laughs) But there's just this element of um, adulting. And what I really love to think about whenever I have a client who's procrastinating in this area is responsibility. And what does adulting and doing those I'm taking care of things really mean? And oftentimes I find that procrastination in these areas comes up because people feel they have to be so responsible in so many other areas of their life, or Mm -hmm. they had to be responsible, particularly for doing some caretaking things from a very young age, too young. So they were almost expected to be an adult too soon or expected to take care in a way that they weren't necessarily supposed to at that whatever age. And so almost their quiet rebellion comes out in their adulthood of just not doing the laundry, not doing the dishes, not feeling like the energy's there to keep clean house, keep a tidy house, because that's technically super adulting, responsible, caretaking behavior of a very practical nature. And sometimes, particularly when you live with other people, it just becomes the, I wish other people would do it vibe that you never really say, but you just leave the dishes and eventually other people do do it. And suddenly you feel like you're being taken care of, but you haven't asked to be taken care of. You just got it around the back door because oftentimes people there really don't want to say, I take care of everyone else. Please. Can you take care of me? So Mm. from Mm. this procrastination of just not doing the laundry, you've suddenly got a really, really interesting I take care too much here, or I was asked to take care way too much, way too young. So suddenly I really want somebody to take care of me, but I'm never going to ask for that because asking for that means that I'm not taking care of everyone else and that's my identity. So I'm just going to almost manipulate everyone else into taking care of me by not taking care of the house stuff. Does all of that mm. make sense, Brace? I realize I've talked for a long time. No,
1: second. Absolutely, absolutely. Another thing that came to me while you were speaking, it's like, that's also a way to exert some sort of control. Yeah, It's like, I, I get to choose to do the opposite of what everyone else says I should do. I'm in control of that. So I'm just going to choose not to do it, even if it's to my detriment, Yeah, like depending on, depending on what it is, um, because that's something you actually have control over. Maybe if you feel like you're out of control in your life or were out of control when you were younger, this isn't a way to exert control, even if it hesitate to use the word, but hurts you.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting point you make, because oftentimes these people who do this kind of stuff, we'd call them, we'd probably type them. I mean, I don't love all these personality typing stuff, but you probably would type them as enduring pattern because they elsewhere outside have no ability to say no they have to keep taking on taking on taking on taking on particularly the caring role for other people and they feel like they can't say no there so where where can they say no in their own home where nobody can see and they can just let things be a little bit not taken care of and it's interesting Mm -hmm. because that subtle no will hurt them over time you know if they're living with a partner the partner will get frustrated why can't you put the dishes in the dishwasher or why we always use that example but you know what i mean why can't you you know you know bring your pick your mug up from the coffee table and bring it into the kitchen why do you have to leave everything everywhere that frustration will creep in which will obviously hurt you over time but that payoff of saying no somewhere somehow really is supportive to the nervous system of the person who's doing that level of procrastination. Yes. So we probably should talk about how to like resolve this, which I didn't actually think of before we started recording, but clearly as with my procrastination, the resolving isn't like focusing just on the procrastination. It's focusing on my big trauma trigger underneath it. Same here. It's like, if this is your way of saying no, it's because you're not saying no in other areas of your life. If this is your way of your quiet rebellion about like not having to take care of something because you just want to be taken care of, work out why you want to be taken care of, who you want to take care of you and how to ask them to take care of you because damn sure it's not just by cleaning up after you. It's actually different. It's you need something different. The need isn't please do my dishes. It's please take care of me. You want to be nurtured and loved. And so you get to ask for that and ultimately, the only way to deal with procrastination is to deal with the thing that you're avoiding not the procrastination itself so it's about understanding how underneath the procrastination there is such complexity and work out what is really happening for you within that subtle rebellion or that you know that saying no and recognizing that you don't really want to be saying no to doing the dishes where do you want to be saying no where can you set a boundary where can you shut the door on something that you're allowing to take your energy.
1: Okay. So for someone who's like, okay, I'm a procrastinator. Okay, now I, oh my gosh, I totally do that. I need to figure out where this may be stemming from, like why why I'm doing this. And yet they may be feeling push back from inside to even dip into that world what would be your advice for someone who's like okay I see it I know it's happening I know I need to look deeper but that's really scary to do
0: I think my work as a coach has evolved a lot just in the last few months as well as in the last year or so but what I really feel whenever anyone says to me what should I do is watch, observe. So my strongest recommendation would be to start by changing your relationship to the procrastination itself. Mm -hmm. If you're there avoiding the thing and judging yourself for avoiding the thing, you're never going to look at the thing that's underneath the avoidance because you're you're, you're locked to step out in judgment of procrastination. So what I'd recommend as the start point is be in the procrastination fully because procrastination is active avoidance. That's where we started to actively Mm -hmm. be avoiding. You are literally trying to escape all the time. So the first recommendation is be there. actually be in that moment where you're facing yourself, trying to avoid something. And as we always say on this podcast, find it interesting and find it humorous. Like we as human beings are hilarious in our complexity and our, in the ways we screw ourselves over. So if you can approach this from that lightness of, that's interesting, oh my God, I'm really doing it again. Suddenly you delete the tension from the scenario. Mm-hmm. And we start mm-hmm. to move into that awareness state. And then what you can actually do is be in the procrastination and feel what your body's feeling, because if you can do that, you will get insight. It's not that we can sit here and list out all the million and one reasons why you might be procrastinating. We can just open the doorway so that you can sit in that feeling and feel the feelings. And every single strategy that we adopt, isn't a mental strategy. It might look mental. It might look decided upon by something that's cognitive, but it's always somatic as in the entire being that does the thing so when you're sitting in that procrastination or you're watching yourself and you're sitting on the sofa watching that netflix and thinking oh my god i'm doing it again that kitchen i haven't i haven't cleaned up what am i doing here this is so funny what does it feel like what is in your body why are you not in the kitchen what where where is the thing coming from be with the sensations and watch where they take you. And just simply the, nation, the notion of shining a light on this changes things. And everyone thinks they need the 12 step to-do list plan of like action. Right. Like just being aware starts, starts the magic. It literally is the kindling that begins the fire of change. So if you get that, so, this podcast is the spark your own awareness is the kindling let the fire burn i mean that's a really poetic way of saying it for which I apologize <laughs> and yet why well don't because,
1: apologize for that well, that was great
0: yeah well I thought it was great too it makes sense yeah <laughs> and it it isn't it isn't change now change everything change you must change it's become aware of the reasons why you're not changing because that that's how to change you just need awareness that's the start point of everything and actually it's more than the start point it's the healing medicine and it's awareness without judgment that can truly support transformation
1: absolutely absolutely have that compassion for yourself guys and and enjoy the process if you've got if you're going through it and you've quote unquote got to go through it in order to come out on this other side you might as well have a party with it like I love that you said, find the humor, find the, you know, the, the joy of, wow, I'm a really interesting individual. Celebrate, celebrate that a little yeah. bit. It's like, instead of hating on it, celebrate it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. the energy that you're attaching to that and the story you're attaching to that is going to start to, to shift mm-hmm. and it, it m- makes the, the journey m- much more pleasurable.
0: Yeah. And to be just be really clear, sometimes there's deep trauma underneath procrastination. Correct. Like with my situation, but if I'm Mm -hmm. going, oh my goodness, there's this huge scary thing and I'm good. I've got, I've got to stay in the stress around it because if that's energy appropriate to the magnitude of the thing underneath it, well, Mm -hmm. good luck fixing it from that perspective. Good luck dealing with it. Like, honestly, I find myself hilarious. And it isn't easy at times. You know, I don't always have the ability to laugh at my own ability to avoid, but there is that level of, if you find the humor in the procrastination, certainly it makes the route to looking at the thing or to focusing on the underneath much more simple, much more light. You go into it without feeling like you've been through the gauntlet just to get there.
1: Mm. Love it. Love it. Okay, so those are some of the small things. And I use small lightly because Mm. it manifests everywhere. So what about big life choices, Mm. shifts, changes, procrastinating the big things?
0: Mm. And it's funny because, sure, the same reasons can apply you know, you could just be avoiding Mm -hmm. adult, you could be all of that. But there's something else that comes in when it's big goals, when it's big aspirations, when it's something you really want. Um, And the first step that I always wonder is if you really are, quote unquote, procrastinating over a big thing that you've set yourself, how do you know you really want to do the thing? Like, is it something that you really actually want to do? Or is it something that you want to do because you think you should, or because someone told should, you to, yeah. or because society says that you should, or because you've got the capacity, therefore you should, or, you know, like, how do you really know that it's what you want to do? And and that's honestly, it sounds like a dumb question because people are like, of course, it's what I want to do. It came from me. It's, I dreamt it up. And it's like, yeah, you and all of your conditioning. So maybe take <laughs> a step back, and, and feel into it. And I always will come back to this, like a broken record on this podcast, feel into it. Not think into it, feel into it. Like, is it aligned? When you feel into the thing that you're setting yourself the goal for, does it light you up inside? Does it make you go, oh my God, that's so exciting. Does it make you want to get out of bed in the morning? Because if it does and you're procrastinating, that's what the topic will come on to. But if it doesn't and you're procrastinating, maybe it's because the goal isn't the right thing in the first place. So you're just actually trying to avoid putting effort into, you know, something that will turn into the eighth circle of hell for you. That was very, and who wants to (laughs) 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 just kind of went like literally into Dante's Inferno for no particular reason. But anyway, (laughs)
1: yes. Well, and who wants to, well, let me ask all you, all of you out there, who wants to waste energy on something that they actually have no desire to do? I think at the end of the day, nobody.
0: Yeah. And, again- and, if,
1: you're, and if your answer is, well, yeah, I'm going to do it for external reasons, then that's a whole other can of worms that yeah. would open up to discussion. Like doing things because you feel like you you must or you have to, um, for mom or dad or whomever else, then those are the wrong reasons to do things.
0: Yeah. Well, and quite often we are doing things to gain the acceptance or the recognition that we really want from our parents, and mm-hmm. sometimes we it doesn't look like that, but ultimately. a lot of stuff is just wanting our parents love and attention um i I do Mm -hmm. just want to put a couple of again human design related caveats and i will keep dropping this stuff in again if you don't know anything about human design just you know ignore these little bits but anyone with a third line prominently in human design you are supposed to get into things to make mistakes so you will feel like you're getting into things to waste time but it's not wasting time it's learning by mistakes And the other one to mention is manifesting generators. I do a really good job of throwing manifesting generators under the bus because they're just generators. (laughs) Um, However, they have the capacity to keep starting things and keep using their manifesting energy to like keep starting things. And then their generator self doesn't want to follow through. And what I want to say to people is that's totally correct for you. You are designed to keep wanting to ask the question. So when I say, does it make you want to get up, get out of bed in the morning for people who are manifesting generators, just because it did once doesn't mean it still does. So always reevaluate, always consistently come back to the table with, does this still make me want to come out get out of bed in the morning? Same with generators. Like I always think that everything that a generator does has to be reevaluated afresh every morning, work, relationships, friendships, you know, it's quite scary for like married people to for me to say, you know, reevaluate that relationship every single morning. But I mean it. Like I really do mean it. Like, I, is it still safe? Is it still where you want to be? Is it still light you up inside? Oh. Mm. And people question. A lot like of people are, are like, still single.
1: <laughs> I feel like there was so many people that went. Oh, I don't want to think about that. It's like, oh, then why? Let's look into that. Why didn't you even want right to consider away? it? <laughs> yeah. Ah,
0: uh-huh.
1: Right. Oh, interesting.
0: Yes. So, firstly, yes. is the goal aligned? Is it what you want to do? Are you really motivated towards it? Or are you forcing it? Is it something that you said you were going to do? And because there's this thing called, like, oh, external accountability, you feel like you have to follow through because you told someone that you did. And what does it mean if you don't? Like, Nothing means anything. Go back to episode whatever it was where we talked about meaning. Nothing means anything. If you want to change your mind, you get to change your mind. How many systems have I implemented in our business brace and then trashed the very next day?
1: Uh, uh, I don't have enough fingers and toes to go through that. (laughs)
0: And it is like, I get to make mistakes. I get to try things out. I get to experiment. I get to, because failing doesn't mean failing to me. And if you can shift your perspective, see what shifts Mm. in terms of your procrastination. If you can see it as not having dire consequences, if you mess things up, it may indeed just liberate you to throw yourself into things a bit more.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, is there, is there anything else about large kind of life goals because I feel like so much translates yeah
0: huge amounts so this is the reason why we are not performance coaches at unveil it's very difficult to Mm -hmm. convey what we do because we can take someone who has a big life goal and absolutely get them there But what we don't do is get them there by giving them the strategies and the behaviors and the high performance coaching that manipulates their behavior patterns into getting there. Because technically that would overcome the procrastination because we've given you a set of tools and we're going to say, do it. And you're paying us money. And therefore you'll do it because you're paying someone money. And like, so you're a good little boy.
1: And that's managing versus healing.
0: Precisely which is why certainly I'm toying with the the word healer at the moment, as opposed to coach, because there is very much a, an essence of what we both do, which is not papering over the cracks of your personality to manipulate you to the end result that you think you want. It's one, breaking it down. Do you really want the thing? But two, What are the things that are preventing you from getting there? Because there's no one route to success. I cannot tell you a morning routine that is universal. If you do it, you'll always have success or a sleep routine or a work routine or an anything routine. You'll find and migrate to your own innate way of doing the thing you wanna do. If you work out who it is underneath it, that's there that naturally can and wants to do it. And so Mm. procrastination when it's for a big goal and you know you wanna do it because it still wakes you up in the morning with fire, but there's something about you that's pushing it off, then it becomes the juicy notion of the healing of the wounds that are underneath your achievements. And they can be things like fear of your own majesty, fear of your own light, fear of shining brightly. And that can come because one, you may have always been told that you weren't that great, so how dare you assume that you are? Two, did somebody, you know, cut you down when you grew too tall uk is very good at this uk and australia we have this thing called tall poppy syndrome where literally in the society it's like don't grow too tall because you'll get chopped down so it's inbuilt into your ancestral dna that you shouldn't be too big for your boots common phrase that like my grandma granddad generation used to say Mm -hmm. don't get too big for your boots what does that even mean like what like literally what does that even mean but it's ingrained in our psyche we shouldn't want too much, particularly for women. I've got a wonderful, wonderful colleague who's just nailed her life recently. She's being so bold. She's just walked into a car dealership and bought herself a Mercedes. She's literally killing it on all levels and was like, mm, should I share it on social media? Because is it a bit braggy? It's like, yeah, you should. Cause it's braggy and it's flipping awesome. And you get to, but as women we're told, you know, don't, don't show up in your full might and majesty. So there's a lot of this that plays into the procrastination of big goals. Um, And it's, it's fascinating when you look at that fear of your um, bigness. And then there's huge amounts of stuff about what are the consequences of that bigness? What are the consequences of being as Bold and as wonderful as you can be? What are the consequences? Who do you lose in your life if you become the next person, the next incarnation? Who might you gain? Haters, people who want to throw shade. Like all of this plays into why you might be putting off the steps towards the big goal. And actually, all of this speaks to self worth. So when you're talking about this sort of stuff, it's about loving yourself and it's about valuing yourself innately and truly, because nobody can cut you down if you believe you need to be there self-worth nobody can tell you that you shouldn't be doing it if you trust yourself and you know that you've got it within you self-worth self-belief self-trust loving yourself and so when you look at this why am i procrastinating from doing a big goal it's so often the point at which like high-powered executives come into my world it's like oh i just need the strategy i need the functional medicine i need the biohack i need Mm. the aura ring i need the if i just had the right diet if i just could nail my sleep i'd do the thing and it's like no. No. Yes, I can give you all of those things. Certainly they might influence and help and support, but you're still externalizing uh, everything, like literally everything. It's not about nailing the externals, even the internals, the nutrition and stuff like that makes a difference. Is it everything? No. It's like, why underneath everything? Do you feel like everything has to be perfect in order for you to succeed? It's a real common thing in the biohacking community. They get stressed about not having their eight hours of sleep, stressed about not having their vitamin supplements. So they take a million and one supplements away with them. It's like, why do you need so much external reliance? Because you don't internally innately trust yourself, your body, your being, your somatic being. And it's like, whenever you're procrastinating, it's honestly because you don't trust yourself. And somewhere within all of that is the gold dust, and that's why we at Unveil don't go. Oh, big goal! Okay, so here's the twelve point strategy. Like I said before, it's not a ticky box exercise. It's an internal self evaluation, self assessment, self love exercise. Sorry, I feel like I've just given a like soliloquy, brace. I apologize. No, no, no.
1: That's it was great and wonderful. And as you speak, so many things pop into my head, and. This isn't a, a procrastination strategy, I would think, but acceptance of it's just crazy like this and um, like the kind of the executive example that you were giving. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm an executive. Therefore, that means no sleep. I'm an executive, you know, therefore that may, or I'm a mom. That means all, everything that I want is out the door. For the next 18 years, you know, uh, and just acceptance of this is just the way that it is mm-hmm. as a another strategy to just not
0: move into up. the
1: things, not move into the things that, you know, need addressing. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to distract in the procrastinating or to choose the uh, actively choose the the other thing okay. or to just roll over and just take it enduring pattern you know we talked about that earlier it's yeah. like i'm just i'm this is what i do i hold it i hold it all yeah. and that's just the way that it is and it's not ideal no but you know it's what i have to do in order to maintain the status quo
0: just another mm-hmm.
1: thought that came in
0: absolutely and it's I, I think the interesting thing that you mentioned earlier as well is like the biggest thing we procrastinate is ourselves mm-hmm. our self-healing our self-work our self-love it's like when are you going to make time to love yourself if not right this second because it's not when your kids are older it's not when you've got enough money in the bank you can think about it like it's not any of these decisions it's yep. now right Someday. now Yeah. And I mean, that one, I have never been guilty of, but the reasons that I'm not guilty of procrastinating that stuff is because I had life handed to me on a plate, which went, you have to look at this or you're going to die. So I'm very privileged in that way that I had to look at this stuff. But if I had have had a get out of that clause, I probably would have used it and leveraged it because we don't like going to places where we think it's going to be uncomfortable. That's why everything we do, in our courses, in our coaching, we want our clients to feel safe because this isn't uncomfortable. It shouldn't be uncomfortable. It shouldn't feel like you're having to rake up wounds that hurt. And even if you do, it's having a safe place to land to heal. But we avoid mm-hmm. it because we think it's going to be difficult. We think looking at shadows means going to the depths of hell, going to, into <laughs> the eighth circle of hell. Dante's That's Inferno. inferno. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not. Like dark nights of the soul aren't necessarily... Dreadful. That can feel painful. I mean, we said this just before we started yeah. recording. It's like it feels icky, but you kind of, when you're doing this journey, particularly when you're doing it supported, you kind of know you're there for a reason, and you kind of know that it's the process, and you kind of have this sense of like, oh, if I can just get through to the other side, I know I'm, I'm. I know it's icky right now, and there's something, something here for me here.
1: Mm-hmm. You kind of have to go. Through the muck to get to the get to the other side, because the muck has a lot of answers. Right, just it it just does. That's the way that we're built as humans. The way we learn. Mm. It's the way we adapt strategies, new strategies, even ones that don't necessarily serve us when we're Mm. little. Mm. It's like it's the muck that makes the shifts. Within us. And then as adults, we have a much deeper understanding, or we have the ability to have a much deeper understanding of ourselves than we did as children, because as children, our brains aren't developed enough. Mm -hmm. And we are limited to how much we can actually see and what actually makes sense to our animal body. And as adults, we've matured. So we have this, these abilities to, to see so much more. Um, so we need to take advantage of that. I would encourage people to take advantage of your ability to make major shifts in your life because the muck holds all the, all the shifts it does. It's -hmm. great.
0: Yeah. And it it gets to be sad. It gets to be upsetting. It gets to be, you know, you get to experience the emotions that you probably repressed as a kid when you do this work. And that's why it's hard because you're allowing yourself to truly experience the depths of pain that you probably didn't want to experience. And that's why you created the strategy in the first place. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that unique human thing of avoiding emotion because it feels like it might be unsafe. And everything we do within our work is encouraging people to realize that emotional experiencing is safe. In the right context, not triggering any drama or all that kind of jazz, but in the right setting, emotionally experiencing the reality of how you actually feel is totally safe. An emotion that's allowed to be felt will pass in seconds. But we hang on and we're like, oh my God, don't feel it. And we repress it. So we actually stimulate way more trash Mm -hmm. in our nervous systems. So that's why this work and that's why looking at it feels challenging because we're actually doing what we didn't do when this stuff happened to us that made us get that habit and pattern and strategy wrapped around our nervous system to begin with.
1: Uh-huh. Because in that moment when it was formed, you were probably told you can't feel that. Don't have that emotion. That is not acceptable. For whatever reason was told to you and justified to you and then you justified it to yourself and usually, you with the actually... layer of,
0: usually with the layer of that means therefore i'm a terrible human or something along those lines it's like oh my god i yes. felt that thing that everyone told me that i wasn't allowed to feel and i must be wrong yes and everyone else must be so right
1: the sh- at the shame and the guilt gets attached to it which mm-hmm. is almost like fertilizer for traumas it really is it, it it intensifies them, it it makes them dig in deeper. And
0: well, and it pushes us looking at them further and further and further away as well. It's that dual yeah. impact of creating bigger impact and also procrastinating the looking at.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing about soil is we absolutely have the ability and the tools to dig it up. That's why we say go digging you know, into the depths of yourself. Are you laughing at me?
0: I'm laughing at at the whole like kindling fire one and arid earth. We need a metal analogy and then a water one. And then we've completed all of the elements and we can just be an ether.
1: (laughs) And our powers combined.
0: Like we do the metal one in terms of like, you know, the forged in iron type stuff. (laughs) 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 And you need to go to the smelting like pot to make your iron thing and just make it into or something. I'm sorry (laughs) listeners I just I find us amusing and I (laughs) as you can probably tell and it you know this this is who we are this is how we do our work as well like everything we do is this light because it has to be because otherwise we'd be depressed as human beings and I think everyone can tell (laughs) right now that Brace and I are not depressive human beings like I can happily talk about the trauma that I'm looking at because I'm not a depressive human being. I'm aware I have an adaptation strategy pattern thing. For me, it's super flipping ingrained because of what I've been through and I'm getting help to deal with it. Am I stressed and threatened about getting that help? Absolutely not because I've chosen someone who's safe. And who I connect to and who feels like it's a safe space to unpack stuff. And so if you're going to a coach or a therapist or somebody and you're like, oh, I'm not going to tell them that bit. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Stop. Like, why aren't you telling them that bit? Is it because of who they are or is it because of your own shame? If it's your own shame, help get them to help you work on it. If it's because of who they are, are they safe for your nervous system? Because oftentimes, and I know this like from personal experience, we choose therapists and coaches who trigger our wounding necessarily so, but we can also choose therapists who trigger stuff and memories of the parental figure that wasn't the one that was the one who didn't give us what we needed. And we're seeking it from the coach and stuff like that. So it, it, it's a very, very, very important decision choosing who to work with.
1: Mm. Well, as far as the procrastination thing how do you, how are you feeling as far as did we hit all of our.
0: I don't feel like we did. Did we, did we, there was like something else I said, oh, procrastinating difficult conversations. We've jumped over that one totally. Cause it wasn't in my plan. And I said mm. it to begin with, okay. So procrastinating difficult conversations. Oftentimes I want people to realize that they're procrastinating difficult conversations because they're compassionate people and they actually don't want to hurt people. And that's the nicest thing you could possibly want to feel and think. It's really lovely. And we get to not trash all of these like modalities because they're like deep wounding from within us. Sometimes we just want to protect people. We just want to love people. So we don't want to hurt them by having a difficult conversation. Wind back to asking for what you need, like skip back an episode if you missed that one because that will help you with that. Um, But I think that when when it comes to those difficult conversations and that you're procrastinating when it isn't just because you don't want to hurt someone, it just All of the stuff we spoke about with big goals speaks to that. It's the, do you believe you're worthy of having the thing that you need to ask for? Do you trust yourself that you're aligned in this conversation? And do you feel able to show up as yourself within this relationship and state the thing that is the the impact? And we've done podcasts on nonviolent communication and we've done last week about asking for what you need. Sometimes we just procrastinate these things because we feel ill equipped. So we have done a good job of providing you with equipment in prior podcasts if you'd like to go and dig those out. Does that make sense Bryce? Do I need to say more? Is there anything else Oh. No. To...
1: Well, it I tell you what, for, for me and it's and this is for our audience, it's it's sometimes easy for Victoria and myself to get into a topic and really start talking about it. And it's like, okay, we've covered all all the bases because we are in the work. So, where our minds are actually filling in the holes that some people may like some people in our audience may be like, oh, "I don't know if that quite landed." If that is you, message us. Let us know. Like, "Hey, um you said this in your podcast, I wasn't quite clear." We're totally open to a dialogue, like whatever you need, we're here to support our audience in every single possible way that we can. So Mm -hmm. if there's something that isn't landing that we aren't seeing uh, it will actually probably be something that someone else didn't get either. So staying quiet actually doesn't serve the whole, like ask, ask the question, we would be more than thrilled, uh, to get into everything deeper and, and to discuss. So, um, where would, where would people send those types of questions? You
0: can DM us on Instagram, either of us individually or, um, the unveil account, or you can send us an email podcast at unveilenterprises.com. And indeed we are about the point. I haven't actually told you this, but I'm feeling like we're, this is episode 22. Mm. So we are nearly sort of six months into our podcast journey. Yeah. Nice. What oh, a thought. So we said right at the beginning, and I doubt Brace remembers, but I remember saying this, that we said about after six months, we're going to start having a few guests on occasionally. We're also really keen on bringing in the kind of live coaching stuff. So if you're a procrastinator and you're like, oh, all of this kind of landed, but I really could do with some hand holding through this. And those two buffoons seem like they could possibly support <laughs> us. We would love... To support you, especially now I'm here, because we can bring you into a Zoom and we can live coach you and we can support you in that way. Um, so yeah, let us know if that's you and you want some coaching support on this or any other topic. Actually, we are throwing the unveiled doors wide open. Hmm. Lovely. So,
1: yeah. Love yeah. that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, podcast at unveilenterprises.com.
1: Beautiful. We're feeling feeling yeah. good, feeling feeling great feeling good well everyone we hope that this has given you some insight some some things to at least think about if uh procrastination or anything that you can associate this type of uh way of thinking with anything in your life doesn't have to be just procrastination so so much of what we do translates over into other aspects of life and ways of being and thinking and so on so if um we hope this resonated with you um yeah. and just yes-
0: to say so if the identity pattern love yourself stuff resonated with you as well our workshop our weekend workshop will be on the 11th and 12th of june we can officially announce that right now it will happen that weekend um, and you can sign up today um at unveilenterprises.com forward slash workshop. There is a little bit of a questionnaire, uh, which you can fill in or not, you can just scroll down and buy your ticket like we're trying to serve you. So we're asking a lot of people what they want to hear. So Yeah, um, that is an exploration. If you're interested in the course I keep alluding to and saying, oh, that's in that module, uh, sign up to our newsletter. We will be launching that at the beginning of June. Don't have an exact date yet, and it will be an evergreen self study course. So you can do that at any point, but sign up to our newsletter and we will uh, keep you posted via the newsletter as to when and where and how all of that's happening.
1: Beautiful. Very nice. (laughs) All right, everyone, for now my name is brace harris
0: and my name is victoria fenson
1: and we are unveil stay informed with all things unveil sign up for the newsletter at unveilenterprises.com com forward slash sign up